This is a podcast from Minute Media. I still believe through the cold and through the heat, through the rain and through the tears, through the crowds and through the cheers. Oh, I still believe. Wait, can I ask you? Can I, I gotta ask you a question. Sorry, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. I was just thinking about this before we got on the mic. What percent of our texts, that's a lot of texts over the last few years, is just one of us saying, God, I hate this franchise? It's gotta be at least like 10%, right? <laughs> the old kill me now related to. There's always something, even last year. It's like There's we are always the, something. They're like the Michael Jordan of franchises for continually raising that bar. Like it's how just, did it come to this? It, it just never ever fails to amaze. Welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast. It is directly following Championship Weekend. We have the Super Bowl lined up, and as we were about to hop on the mic here, well, first of all, Raleigh, say hello. Now, oh, hey, what's up? As we were about to hop on the mic to record this episode tonight, if you're getting this when it comes out, it is Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. We're about to hop on the mic, and Hugh Jackson decides to pop on SportsCenter and give an interview alleging that he may or may not have been paid bonuses to lose all those games he lost with us years ago. Should we start there? Yeah. You know, right, now, let's, to, let me, let me well, welcome back this. to the ninth episode in a row where <laughs> somehow things have gotten Just, worse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great point. This really has just been a doubt. Every episode, there's something new to complain about or moan about and whatever. We don't we're, like we're pretty positive, but it's also like we can't lie and be like, yeah, somehow things got worse. I, I did say the la- we took last week off, obviously, because uh, one mental health and I everyone needed a break. Uh, Hugh Jackson, uh, let me preface this conversation we're about to have. Brian Flores obviously has launched a lawsuit against the NFL claiming, you know, alleging that there are some racist hiring practices. We are not going to get into that. There's obviously a much bigger conversation needs to happen there with racism, with hiring, with all these things going on in the NFL. We are not intentionally ignoring that or not acknowledging that. That's not our lane. I don't, I don't, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Hugh Jackson opening his mouth on Twitter um, and trying to get himself involved in the story now. Also, we're kind of lazy and figuring out who's saying what exactly without knowing I, I don't even know what's being claimed because right now the <laughs> we said the Giants are pointing at Flores and saying he's full of shit and Flores is saying no you're full of shit and I'm like who's saying what and who's calling what a liar and I'm like well if we say the wrong thing well, so yeah gonna- so yeah that's why I don't even because I haven't even done my full homework on that lawsuit and everything yet but with regards to uh, he launching a lawsuit this week against NFL and then Hugh Jackson chimed in because Brian Flores ex Miami Dolphins coach uh, he alleges that the owner of the Dolphins offered him $100,000 per loss to tank. He turned it down. And then when this news article was coming out and whatnot, uh, someone said something on Twitter like, yeah, this is a common practice in the NFL. Or not common, but it's happened before. And then someone chimed in and just some random fan just goes, if that was the case, Hugh Jackson would be like a would be Elon Musk or something, which was <laughs> hilarious. But then Hugh Jackson chimed in and said, "No, that's that happened." 
He goes, I didn't get a hundred grand per loss, but there was money. And now he just went on Sports Center just tonight, got interviewed and said really nothing of any substance, nothing that even had to do with his tweets, uh, saying that at the end of the year, he got bonuses for losing the season before. I don't know how the NFL coaching works. I, a lot of jobs, you get year-end bonuses, um, obviously not for terrible performance, but for other things and whatnot. Who the hell knows? But the Browns released a statement saying this is the biggest joke we've ever heard, essentially calling his bluff, saying if you have the proof that he alleges he has and the documentation, they're saying bring this shit out. That's so what the Browns said. They came out in their statement today and said, this is completely false. This is bullshit in much nicer words. So they're calling, they're daring him now. If he actually has this proof to come out and show it. As on that interview, he was saying that I'm ready to like dance. So it'll be interesting to see. He said, if it has to get to it or whatever, he said, he'll join the lawsuit with Flores. Maybe well, I don't he know. Said that, but he, he indicated that he was willing to, put proof behind what he's saying yeah i didn't hear the brown and statement but i'm like oh, he that's... is talking so vague and so i mean he was not giving any specifics and not uh, again not that even if, if it's real not that he could give specifics but it just seems to me from my uneducated view from the cheap seats here that once again, Hugh is trying to insert himself for a little tension and to validate to himself that he's not as shitty as one in 31 really is but hey man ball don't lie um i don't know i just i want him uh, hugh jackson please get out of my life and then number two not just that deshaun kaiser then tweeted like uh an emoji today like a thinking emoji like hmm or something like that uh which and then I, that that's there, there's a degree of potentially saving face like hey how was it the re i mean no disrespect to Deshaun Kaiser. He wasn't ready for the NFL. It's not his right. fault. He got drafted by the Browns. Oh, I got. Um, he's but just he put like the first thinking. time. Yeah, I. I find it hard to believe that there's no way the players could be in on it, right? I mean, that would have been oh. spilled. And that's the thing too. If and I asked this before because I don't know the answer to this stuff. I'm thinking watching this interview on ESPN. If he's saying he took all this money to lose, isn't he just as? Isn't he admitting some guilt yeah, there that too? Means, like that that's a crime. Yeah, that means you're – but also, God, my mind is just all and over the place. It, Kenny I thought, Brick. I thought it was, yeah, Kenny Brick and Pound Sand. I don't even want to talk about – But I'm just saying him chiming in on Twitter ruined my entire day. Yeah, it's – Brown's Twitter is just the worst place in the world. Um, tanking, though – tanking is a thing in the NFL. Sure now is. It's like, but now it's being tied to racism, which maybe, I don't know. But I, I don't even know how to. Yeah, I can't even process that. But like I, mean, I told you before we got on, there's a big difference between pay, saying, hey, we're going to give you. And when they asked, they're like, do they come up to you and approach you about, you know, a certain amount per loss? And then Hugh said something like, all I'll say is this. So right there, dancing around the question. Um, unless unless he actually like has the proof. But I'm like, if I'm telling somebody to tank and I know it's. I don't know if it's Ill is it illegal or is it just very morally frowned upon? Because I mean, the act, like the, act like the Colts the tank to get Andrew Luck. You know, that's uh, teams tank. We did. We get. We literally had. And one thing he said that's true is there was no talent on that roster. Yeah, that's accurate. And then what well, you'd think that 
if they if this was a a scheme like hey we're gonna we're gonna tank with and this guy's gonna be our scapegoat well it's not like they exactly had their plan b like all right second phase we're gonna hire so-and-so as head coach that certainly those ducks were not aligned meaning i guess didn't deep podesta want um the bills guy I, I, we interviewed McDermott, I think, but so if, if they're sinister, they're still stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, but I that's the other thing. Hugh's got a lot to prove to me if we'll see how this unravels. But did you ever see the, the cameo video he did talking about like, hey, it's me, Hugh Jackson? That's I another suck. thing. He's like, like on cameo, his brand is like, yeah, I lost a million games. Is it not? Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't know if you, need the money or something but if it were me and i had any sense of self pride i would be like no that's not a cameo worth doing here's the thing and i'm not defending jimmy or d has let's keep that a buck right now there's a big difference between offering someone a monetary dollar amount for each loss having that conversation approaching them with that there's a difference between that and then at the end of the first year or second year there's a time that jimmy and z liked you okay that's why they hired them there's a big difference between being offered to lose games and then at the end of a season, you get an extra bonus because they know they gave you absolutely nothing to work with. You had no one on the roster, no talent. They're kind of like, we like you. We want to keep you happy because we see you leading this franchise. Obviously failed. But here's a little extra something-something because you went through hell this year with that shitty roster we gave you when you came in. There's a difference between that and saying, here's a hundred grand to go lose every single game you're going to lose. So that's where I'm seeing this difference. And that's where, if that was the case, getting an extra bonus at the end of the year, you could look at that and be like, well, tech, I guess I could now say that is, you know, so much per game I lost. That's bullshit. Obviously, no one knows anything. It's all allegedly and whatnot, but that's all I got to say on that. You know, Hugh said he has a book coming out, all this shit. You got to start putting up some proof, man, or stop coming out ESPN with this bullshit. And let's say he's, and this sucks, but it's like, Let's say he's saying what he's saying is accurate. Like Hugh Jackson, you are charged with tanking. There's no way they would be dumb enough to hey send you an email here. How's the tanking going? You know what I mean? Like, but that's not even proof, the, that's not even the charge. It was just I, I know money. what what type of proof, it, like what would be needed to prove his case. He says he has he says he has emails talking to different people in the organization. He didn't name anyone in particular. He didn't say the owner. He said he's got he's got communication uh, from you know about players. So I don't know. It's it's a complete disaster right now. And also, don't you think you'd like lead with that as you got tanked or I, as you got canned? Yeah, he said he went to arbitration and tried to fight it. Look, if I'm kicked out or if that's and you want to talk about racism or dollar all this stuff, I'm gonna be again. I don't know what it's like. Okay. Would you not scream to the high heavens? And do you have to drag me out? I'd be kicking and screaming if I got screwed the way he's saying he got screwed. So he got offered a, a contract extension after one in 31, all this shit. Like maybe that's what arbitration is. Maybe you have to sign Andy. I don't know. But why is this For, coming out now? And yes. And I, again, I'm like, okay, I'm going after his character. But I know after press conferences, he would throw individual players under the bus. So it's like, to save face for him. And it's like, that doesn't show me like a man of integrity. I don't and know. He just said, he's like, people try to use this to say, I'm not a good football coach. And that's not true. That's what he just said on ESPN. It's like, dude, like 
you got to get over it, man. There's only so many things you can say. So you look at the things and go, okay, he won three games in his two and a half years here. I mean, come on. But he's also saying it was Operation Tank Mode, which I, who knows? Anyway, got, moving on to other on Super equally Bowl. depressing. Uh, so how's it come to this? The football gods with their sixth sense of humor have now placed the LA Rams featuring the turncoat Odell Beckham as well as who else? Um, the Cincinnati Bengals. Sorry, I just got an email and I got sidetracked. The Cincinnati Bengals. Jesus. I thought you were trying to think of like players on the Rams. You couldn't think of the Bengals, the Super Bowl? Should I Bengals, Rams. Should I, should I redo that? <laughs> I, I got it. No, I'll just keep it in. It's perfect. Uh, okay. Um, Bengals, Rams, Super Bowl, literally the worst scenario outside of the Ravens or Steelers being in this. Yeah, and it's like, Joe Burrow, he is pretty cool, but everybody is so, I love Joe Burrow right now. I'm like, man, it's making him less cool to me, but me and you are pretty cool, and the not cool thing is to just bash him, because we're cool as shit, dude. We are cool as shit. If we, we've we been very pro-Burrow since he got drafted on this podcast. Yeah, but not like, I'm so pro-Burrow that I want him to win no, a goddamn no, no. Super Bowl. No, no, yeah, yeah. I, I like Joe Burrow a lot. I like watching him play. I love how just cool that motherfucker is, no matter what the situation. He's just chilling all the time. And he has confidence that we really don't see a, very often. Um, Do you know what team that he has yet to beat in his NFL career? Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, hey, the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> this is this is where, and you can find these Brownsisms in any situation in the NFL. Most of them, the Bengals being in the Super Bowl after we've only lost to them once in the past four years. Maybe the only team in history who has that kind of record against this franchise, the Browns, is incredible. And of course, they're the ones in the Super Bowl. We're sitting here at home after sweeping them again this year. Of course, it's just about as typical Cleveland Browns as it gets. Um, so now we got to answer the big question. Actually, we don't really have to answer. We can just discuss it. Who do you cheer for as a Browns fan? Um, annoyingly, the Rams. I, I, I might like the I positive. I'm gonna ride behind. It's like, yeah, I don't want Odell to get a Super Bowl ring, but whatever. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Stafford get one. Here's my thoughts. I've been going back and forth right after that game on Sunday. I was getting at all sorts of shit with Bengals fans and friends on Twitter. Uh, I was thinking about going full LA Rams after all that shit came out with uh, allegedly OBJ telling Von Miller not to come to Cleveland over the summer. Then I really shifted towards, I don't know. I, I can't cheer for the Bengals but I can cheer against the Rams losing, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I want to, I wish they could both lose. I despise the Bengals. I despise a lot of Cincinnati fans more than most franchises, but I don't know. This sucks. There's no spin zone. There's no way about it. I'm jealous. I'm petty. Uh, and I don't care. I will throw this out. There are, I can count them on one hand. There are like five Bengals fans that I will be genuinely happy for uh, Tom Corbett, Kyle Houck, Mo Egger. The, the, oh, shout the, out Mo. Yeah. The Friend first the two pie. guys, the first two guys I mentioned are just close friends of mine. Um, I'll be like kind of happy for him, but at Mo Egger, he's a, he's a true fan and I would be genuinely happy for him, but also shout out Mo. Mo's good people. Dude. 
with this freaking meme account, I, I would never hear the end of it if the Bengals pull. Oh yeah, off. you'll get killed. You'll get killed. Angry I'm Browns like, fans will be killed. Um, not literally, deleted. but no, my my sister is marrying a Cincy guy in a few months who's a huge Bengals fan. So now literally little brother is going to the Super Bowl before I am. Like this is just coming in all different areas and angles. And damn it, Mahomes. Damn it. Dude, he. What he the zero, hell was his that? His QBR was zero in the second half. I've never seen that. He's the best quarterback on earth. He had a zero QBR. Um, That was pretty crushing and, and it his, was awesome. and he just dude he lost he just his face on the sidelines he was like for the first time he just looked completely scared and did, unsure. He, did cincinnati just discover defense or were teams buckling so that all right good i like that you brought that up because i was going to bring that up later it is not and i i hate to do this because i just again i despise this team and these fans but credit where due since he balled out and came back from that deficit and their defense man is lights out right now so credit where due i gotta give their flowers like that they knocked off kansas city twice in four weeks man yep that is not any and they went in and slayed that dragon uh who who did you think were gonna be was gonna come out on top of the afc like first second third fourth I, i was literally saying anyone but the Bengals. I know. I know. That's who you wanted. Oh, that's like what you thought. Anybody. I didn't care. Bengals. Anyone but the Bengals. I, I, anyone. I kind of, I was like, man, but the Bengals have it. This sounds like me just complaining bitterly, but I was like, I swear they have a fairly easy road to the playoffs as far as how it shook out for them. Cause you want to start out against uh, the Las Vegas for your first game. Right. Preferably Agreed. with a full fucking team, unlike we had a few weeks ago. I digress. <laughs> I digress. And I was convinced that, um, who do you call it, that Tennessee was overrated. Like, they were not the number one Wow, team. did they get exposed. Yeah, I suspected that they were overrated, which I don't know if I made that declaration. But I just think that they had the, they had the better record than any other team, which yeah, makes you a better football team. But I'm like, ah. Eh, I'm not buying it. Cincinnati, they beat them. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of saw that coming. Now they got to beat the Chiefs at home. And they, the Chiefs put it on them for the first half. And then they just laid an egg. I thought that the two best teams were Kansas City and the Bills. The Bills game, that was my heart kind of ached for it. Shout out, though, because we didn't have a podcast last week. That was the best. uh, Mahomes versus Allen was the best football game I've ever seen in my life. Yep. That was insane. Like the, the clips of Travis Kelsey, Cleveland boy. Oh yeah. So like talking about, Hey, you see that scene? <laughs> it's open. Like it, let's it, say Mahomes that. goes, Kelsey, do it, do it. Kelsey, do it. That was so cool. The, the bills played the first perfect game offensively. Yep. And the what now the Bengals are going to the super bowl. So this is just, yeah. So thanks Mahomes. <sighs> thanks Allen. Mangoes going to the Super Bowl, and then the Browns are possibly an evil organization. Uh, I will say, before the games over this past weekend, I did get a very, very nice, juicy bet in on Odell being MVP of the Super Bowl. Why not? Oh, that's uh. So wait, I got it at great. I got it at great, great odds. This is last week. 
I don't remember, but it was like 20 to win, like something outrageous. So that's, see, this is why in this, cause I'm going to have bets on both sides. I'm, I already hate this game so much. Commercial's They're going to suck. There's no way he could get it over Stafford. Hey, dude, Julian Edelman won it a few years ago. Malcolm Smith. Yeah, they gave it to Edelman ago. just because they were tired of giving it to Tom. <laughs> like, Man, Stafford, if you show up and get a couple touchdowns, you're going to. I'm just hoping. Uh, but, hey, um, so cool. I'm, I, I can't get. Anyway, hey, no matter what, whoever, I'm not going to lose sleep over Odell winning Super Bowl. I'm not going to lose sleep. I'm just going to have to really, really. Avoid Twitter if Bengals folks win. Um, it's like, what kind of life lessons does that show to kids? If you're in a bad spot, have your dad put a hit on whoever your team on social media. Social media hit, and, yeah. And good things will happen to you. Like, that's the worst Man. life lesson ever. Um, um, but you that's still better than the Bengals. I just, I don't, I don't even want to put my predictions or guesses. I'll jinx something. Um, speaking of other really annoying Browns things. Johnny Manziel went on Twitter on Sunday <laughs> and he had himself a day. And you know what? 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 Let me stutter a few more times. I get more angry at the people that fall for his baiting bullshit. I know. And they're like, F you, you didn't do anything for us here. Guys, he knows exactly what he's doing with these tweets. I mean, come on. Yeah, honestly, that's why I, I'm almost I'm like Team Manzel during this. I've got a Team Manzel too. Like, like, if you're gonna be an idiot and res- and just give him the time of day like that, you deserve all the other shit about to get poured on you. I've honestly have been secretly saying to myself, it's kind of funny what he's doing. It's juvenile, but it's also like it, it is funny. It's I like, just, yeah, I couldn't care less about uh, anyone, and I do Johnny Manzel. And it, I don't what's care. His, uh, what's his like uh, Twitter hand, Twitter bio is like Cleveland sucks. Or oh, something. he got, yeah. Positive vibes, except Cleveland sucks. Or something, I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> like, that's it. kind of funny. I mean, <laughs> and it's not, I'm over his time in Cleveland. I'm not mad about, I don't care. I just, and that's, dude, we drafted him in 2014. Like get, I need him out of my life too. Him and Hugh Jackson and Kenny Britt get out of my life. And Jimmy has like that. That's, it takes a lot for me to despise an individual player, like truly despise them. Right now it's Odell is the top of that list for me and hopefully always will be. Cause I don't want somebody like leapfrogging them, but uh, so, well, we're the dumbass organization that picked them. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I can't stomach anymore. Speaking of Odell, of yeah he had a nice little end to his season out there he didn't want to be in cleveland okay i'm not that's not the only reason it didn't work out here let's just keep that real i'm not getting at all the other bullshit and by the way we've sworn a lot on this podcast so apologies to mom and mrs davis um he didn't want to be here if you don't want to be somewhere you're not going to play well you're not going to do well watch him on the field in cleveland I forget the relationship with the quarterback and all that stuff. Just look at him on the field in Cleveland and then look at him on the field with the Rams. He is a completely different human being and football player. That's not an excuse. That's not me just being a, a sad. Cle- it's fact. Watch it. The other thing is, and I, I don't know, this is when they made that trade, which was pretty blockbuster. What was it? Zeitler, a first round pick. And Jabril Peppers, who would have been a fine addition to this team, he's been good. I'm like, did they ever talk to the player? Like, hey, are you 
cool with coming to Cleveland? You're not going to go rogue on us, are you? <laughs> like, I mean, it's a business that you can't. They know that because you'll never go anywhere else if you do that. Wow. Some, some sure. Yeah, there's some instances and there's a lot of conversations we don't know that happen behind the scenes where guys have no trade clauses or, yeah, they will just say, I'm not, I don't want to go here and I'll make it a nightmare if you do. So I'm sure that happens, but I don't think it's very common. Yeah. So I guess when you're getting yeah, paid nobody, millions of yeah, dollars, you're right? Nobody would ever get traded. Oh, I mean, I'm sure and like I said, to get, what was it, um, 16 million a year? Yeah. You can go to goddamn Alaska. Just I'll, yeah. I, send, I'll go for a couple million a year. I'll go to Alaska. I don't care. Um, Last thing we wanted to talk about senior bowl is this week, this week, I don't know, the last few days down in Alabama mobile, uh, Andrew Barry is down there. Other represent representatives from the Browns are down there. Um, it is confirmed. Well, I don't say confirmed, but a lot of people are reporting that the Browns have sat down with Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis. Kenny Pickett is a quarterback from Pitt. Malik Willis quarterback from Liberty. I want to get this out there right now because it's already starting on Twitter. Guys, they are going to talk to every position there. It is not just because they're talking to the QBs. doesn't mean we're drafting a QB. We're not taking a QB at 13. We're taking a wide receiver because we don't have any right now. They're going to talk to every position, of course, because of the headlines and the drama and all the BS that's been going on for the last year. If we sit down with a quarterback down there, it's going to be the biggest headline, of course. But please don't read into this shit. They have to do their homework, their due diligence. They're going to talk to every position down there. And they would be dumb not to. Exactly. Also, you have to. And I do stand by that this organization, like, they're not going to just show their hand for people to play. There is a game that GMs play that yep. is a more complex game of chess than any of us have been a part of. By the way, for the record, I am sick at chess. Uh, I played a lot of it online during COVID. Uh, had to delete it because I was addicted to What's it. What's that show on Netflix about the, the Queen's Gambit? Queen's Gambit. I bought no. a chessboard after watching that series. But I was—I don't know if any of you saw the Queen's Gambit, but uh, I was so stoked. I'm like, this is such a cool thing in history. Like, I did not know that there was this woman who was just a phenomenal chess savant. Like, why are people not using that as a point of pride? For like the history of women in this country, and then turns wait, out wait, it was, it was it a, turns out it's a made up story. So yeah, I felt Jesus, like I was gonna say what? All right, anyway, I know, I'm just saying, saying I was upset about that when I found out it was not true. Um, so yeah, I was basically the Queen's Gambit, except a dude. Um, where were we going with that? I don't. Oh yeah, so I, GMs they're playing games with each other, and you want them to just trust that Barry's gonna pick. Whatever the hell we need the most, which right now I'd wide say receiver. that's a wide receiver. Wide. He's not. He's he's too smart to go pass a wide receiver up. Um, speaking of GM, we got to give a shout out to Quisi uh, Adolfo Mensa for taking the GM job with the Vikings. Former head of our player personnel, and because he was like our assistant GM, and because he went to the Vikings and took a GM position, the new rule in the NFL: if a minority candidate leaves your organization to take on a head coach or a GM job somewhere else, you get two back-to-back third-round compensatory picks in the draft. So now we have a new third-round pick this year and next year. That's cool. I didn't know that was a thing, but congratulations, Kwesi. Uh Analytics guru, uh, but still a football dude. His first job in the NFL was not like seven or eight years ago, so congrats to him. That's awesome. And for the first time in our life, holy shit, we have a respected front office that people want to interview and take from. Yep. We are the – we are GMs, are – guys are being poached now and who would have thought not in like the way of one of our assistant coaches becomes a 
head coach somewhere else and uh, wins a Super Bowl or makes a couple of appearances. Yeah. Shout out uh, Shanahan. But um, yeah, that's uh, good stuff. Oh, by the way, Kevin. Yeah. This is uh, Kevin has never seen The Godfather. Me and Muccio have been cyberbullying. Or Draft Day. I watched both of the weekend. Draft Days. You could do a whole episode on how much that movie. I was like watching a failed marriage. It's embarrassing <laughs> why it took me 10 years to watch it. But I watched that and The Godfather last week for the first time, both. Yeah. I realized that uh, Draft Day is much more Browns related, but how would you think of The Godfather? You know what? And I, I should have known going into it. I'm not surprised at all, but so many references that I didn't even realize I wasn't understanding from other shows and movies or me now all makes sense or you now all makes sense. Great movie. Phenomenal movie. The most impressive thing for me. And I'm not a big, I don't watch a lot of movies. I don't watch a lot of TV outside of our teams. Um, That movie was filmed in what? 72, 71, 71, whatever early seventies. I thought that was incredible quality for seven early seventies movie. No, Oh yeah, that's, that was my uh, first reaction. I thought it was gonna be like you know, my ha- you know, just a step up from black and white. But damn! Oh man, wait till you see the second one. The cinematography is phenomenal. The storyline is phenomenal. That's it's. I think a lot of the younger generation they think, oh, a movie took place was made years ago. It's gotta suck. Well, some of the greatest actors of all time, screenwriters of all time, came from back in the day. And if you haven't seen mm-hmm. The Godfather. Highly recommend it. It is a gem. There are more references that you can use to advance your career or be cooler at parties as a result of it. I was just, yeah, the amount of things that I had just been totally unintentionally ignorant to my whole life, a lot of things were illuminated. So, hey, uh, off topic, but one more thing with the NFL. Uh, have you seen the new Washington football team's name? <laughs> the Commanders. The Commanders. Uh, I'm, I don't hate it. Whatever the arena, the jerseys look like arena football jerseys, but whatever. I think, I think it was, I think they should have rode with the Washington football team. It was kind of cool. There was also one like the Red Hawks or like they're like fighter jets, kind of. I thought that was cool, but a Red Shut Wolves, up. whatever. Yeah. I, uh, I think mascots are stupid, other than the Browns. The Browns are sick, but I think the Washington football team or the Cleveland baseball team, if they would have rolled with that. Oh, I want a Cleveland baseball club so hard. Like, dude, it sounds like it just GBC, comes from, yeah. it's like, yeah. You guys have all of your mascots. We are just the Cleveland baseball team. Speaking of other teams, um, I'll I'll ask you this in the moment here because I was going to just text you after the episode anyway. Uh, Can we do maybe a little mini Cavs interview next week? They bring back on like Gilbert or someone who's doing because all-star games in Cleveland in two weeks. Literally anything to stop thinking about the Browns. So there's our promise to y'all. We'll have something non-Browns related next week. Um, That's all I got. Hell yeah. That was 30 minutes on the dot. Appreciate that. Uh, Browns fans, uh, I whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no spin zone here today. We just had to talk a little, you know, a little state of the union where we're at. There's about to be some crazy weeks ahead of us here. So rest up, keep the faith. We're good. Hey, we still have a great goddamn roster. Okay. Let's all just chill out and a coach. All right. But all this off the field shit that we haven't had for a couple of years is all coming out of nowhere once, but that's what it is. We're Browns fans. We've been through much worse. It is what it is. That's the Dogs War Podcast for this week. Have a great weekend. For Raleigh, for myself, good night, Cleveland. It was 1950 in the cold and rain When my father took me to my very first game Said the Browns are gonna show you how the game is played Here we go again